Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Hazul, and this is the penultimate episode of Soth, a game of cultists versus investigators. Firstly, DFYT would like to wish you all a happy Lunar New Year. Here's to a wonderful Year of the Tiger, full of generosity, vitality, and fluffy cuddles. Honestly, every year should be full of fluffy cuddles, but that being said, um, don't try to hug tigers. That never goes as planned. Not a good idea. Smaller cats are fair game though. Go find your closest small, small cat and cuddle it. Yes, this is a DFYT health and well-being proclamation. Go cuddle fluffy balls. <laughs> Phrase that differently, maybe. Go cuddle fluffy fluffs. You can do it. And onwards to the episode. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. James, we miss you at the library this afternoon. Oh, you must have just missed me. Must have. I'm gonna head off. Good night, Toddy. I'm gonna take the ornament and throw it at his head. I'm gonna pick up the poker by the hearth and repeatedly stab him. He falls unconscious. Should we save him just in case? That might be wise. We can bind him. I can get some rope. Toddy, you also see her trying to climb out of the window. That's probably wise, Myrtle. You might not last long here. You come face to face with two fully dressed police officers. Brings me no pleasure to say this, but we've had a few tips. We, we're here to take you in, sir. Pilates, is it, Benjamin? <laughs> Mr. Richards, now what do I owe the pleasure of your acquaintance this morning? I, fortunately, by the powers vested in me by our glorious queen and nation. And my great-great-grandfather, don't forget. <laughs> I don't have to tell you anything. Okay then, then I hope you're prepared to speak to my lawyer about this. And this whole delightful little town, I'm perhaps the only person who sees you for your filthy self. I checked the bathtub. How's James holding up? He seems still to be unconscious. Benji did ask me to clean up the bodies, so I'm going to head down to the library. I wonder if this is the best time for that. And I kind of look pointedly around at the people in the library. Yes, I, I understand. I just, I'm just gonna give it restless. I don't really know what else I can do to prepare. I tell you what, there, there was a, uh, there was a gentleman at the library this morning when I arrived, a police officer who was uh, marvelling at the silly little decoration that Doug had made. He mentioned he was going to come back with holy water. Perhaps you would be so kind as to find where he's gotten to. Uh, hello, by any chance, could, could I get some access to the, um, the restricted section? I I'm looking for a really old book. Of course. Oh, no, no. You stay right there. I will find it for you. No, 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 no. It's it's okay. I can come with you. Oh, I'm afraid librarians only. I do not believe that's true. I've seen many people going into the restricted section. I just assumed that they needed a guide. Can't you make a small exception for a dying old lady such as myself? Well, why not? Come along then. If, if this old woman may ask you one last favor, can you show me to this back room that you mentioned of? 
I know every corner of the library, but I've never heard of a back room in the restricted section. I believe that I do not think I could climb down these stairs. Oh, do not worry. I will help you. No, that is... I'll pull the, I, no, I'm good. Pull the book out. <laughs> the door opens and then I push her down the stairs. So I am holding the book, yes? Yes. I'm going to whack her over the head. You just had to, didn't you? Just had to snoop around and see the secret room while I'm on to you. I've seen you snooping around and I will not allow you to prevent the coming of Soth. On all Christmas Day on the Isle of Yeah, zooming into the scene, what do you look like? As in, what do you feel like? Are you in some kind of religious fervor of some sort or...? Yeah, like, it's just like real intense, like, hyped up. <sighs> and then I just I like, try to compose myself a little bit. <sighs> Pray soft. Pray soft. Soft, give me strength. <clears throat> Uh, look at the book. Is there any like blood or anything on the book that I would need to worry about? Yeah, so when you first hit her, there's a small crack of bone breaking beneath the weight of your blow. But even then, she doesn't lose her grip and you kind of have to hit her a couple right. more times before she finally loses her grip and topples down the stairs. There's a loud thud that echoes up from the temple before silence returns again. Looking around, there's a fair bit of blood around you, on the book and on the staircase as well. Fortunately for you, you can't seem to see any blood outside of the staircase in the library itself. Okay. Are there any on my clothes or my person? Yes, on your hands and on your arms as well. On my hands and arms, okay. Not a lot, but a fair bit of splatter. Okay. I'm going to toss the book in the temple with her. Do you think it would be fair to say that we keep a bowl of quote-unquote holy water inside the temple? I'm going to ask that question to Sage. Do you think, like, what's inside the temple, Sage? What do you keep inside the temple? So there was the bowl with essential oils um, that I drank. I, When I was cleaning up, I would have probably put it in the temple but I don't think I would have filled it up with anything. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, in that case, I think, do I know that you've drank that? Because if I don't, then I would be expecting it to be there. Yeah, I don't think you do. I think I did that when no one was looking. Okay, so I, I go into the temple and like go to wash my hands in the bowl of water, but I find the bowl empty and I'm just like... <sighs> Never mind. Is um right. Um, I'm just going. I'm going to take off like a cardigan or something and uh -huh. wipe my hands with that and try as hard as I can to get all the blood off my hands. Uh -huh. 
and then leave the cardigan in the temple as well. Go out and close the door and give myself a few minutes to compose myself. Right. And then I'll head back out into the library as if nothing's happened and lock the restricted section behind me. Cool. And we'll end that scene there. Yay, more murder. <laughs> Guess I can mark her off my shit list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe you take clarity now. You are right. Yes, I do. And I'll take some good old suspicion. Okay, moving back to Dottie. It's around noon when you get to the church, Dottie. You see a few things. The first thing you see is that the chief of police seems to be exiting the church. You see the church door closing and a glimpse of the face of the pastor, Father Wilbert, before the door closes again. And those are the only people in the church at the moment or coming out of the church? Yeah, he's the only person coming out of the church and he is heading towards you as well. Oh, right. Morning, officer. Morning. Getting a bit of a Christmas prayer in before the big day? You know how it is. Uh, Always busy, as as the police should be. Right. Oh, so you're here on official police business. I can neither confirm nor deny that, miss. Uh, You know how things are. Just keeping it, keeping the streets safe for all of you. Well, that's wonderful. Um, great. Well, I'm gonna head inside then. Good to see you. Have a lovely day, miss. And he heads out. And I'm gonna go up to the church doors, try and open the doors. The doors are locked. I'm going to knock on the door. There's a bit of a silence and then you hear a voice from inside saying, Who is it? Uh, it's Dottie. Oh, uh, Dottie. Um, uh, of course, uh, a moment please. The church door opens slightly, not completely, just slightly, and you see the face of Father Wilbert through the crack of the door. Good afternoon. Um, how, how can I help you? Yeah, um, I just wanted to sort of wish the big J a happy birthday. <laughs> he he smiles at you and says, Well, that is delightful, Dottie. Thank you so very much. Uh yeah, we are just um busy times, you know, Christmas is coming, making sure everything is spit spot and everyone's safe and all of that. Of course. No, absolutely. But yeah, uh, I've been trying to do a bit of an advent of my for myself, you know, the 12 days of Christmas leading up to Christmas. And I thought it would be nice to pray a bit in the church. Oh, I thought you were... never mind. Uh, <laughs> yes. He kind of looks inside the church for a moment then looks back out and says, my sincerest apologies, Dottie, I wish, I truly wish I could welcome you with open arms, but we are currently, um, busy. Well, I mean, as you know, my family is Jewish, and this year I just really felt the spirit, you know, of another God moving me, and I don't tell my parents, but I, I really want to try praying to to your God and being a part and taking Christianity into my own life and taking that with me. And I really felt like, you know, maybe this year would be my year to do that. For some odd reason, he makes the sign of the cross on his body. And then he says, of course, child, I understand completely. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but have you considered going back to your God, your original God? The God of your parents, the right for Jesus. He crosses again and says, "Rightful God, Pastor, I don't mind if I 
if I say this, but are you standing in a church and telling me that you don't believe in Jesus, our Lord and Savior? Daddy, it's not what I said at all. I was just encouraging you to explore your faith a bit more instead of going to another that seems perhaps, shall we say, attractive at the moment for the wrong <laughs> reasons. Uh, was it? <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Wilbert, are you telling? <laughs> are, are you standing on the doorstep of Christianity, on the doorstep of Jesus, and telling me to go and serve another God? Is this what you wish to tell me, Pastor? I commend you. I didn't think you had it in you. I thought your mind was too closed for that. Now I see that you were much more worthy than I thought you were. I'll keep it in mind. Dottie, uh, again, um, I think perhaps you should reconsider your um, position. Um, oh yes, no, loud being... and clear, Pastor. Absolutely loud and clear. I, I misjudged you. I did. You will be left in the world to come. You will remain. <laughs> Dottie, I, 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 I understand that evil may seem attractive, at, uh, but that is that is not a reason for you to be beguiled by its charms. Okay. Um, oh yes, absolutely. I've heard you, Pastor. Do not be beguiled by the by the attractions of other religions. You and I both know there is only one true religion. I hear you. See, you don't need to explain it any further. I understand. And uh, Dottie's gonna lean over and kiss him on the cheek, and then goodbye, Pastor. I'll see you on Christmas Day. I'm gonna head back to the library. Mm. As you're leaving, you can see that his face has turned a whole new shade of white, a pallor like he's seen a ghost, and he closes the door again. Well, I'm satisfied that even if any the police officer went to get fetch holy water, the pastor's on our side, so no problems. <laughs> yeah, that's what Dottie took from this conversation. Yeah, I love it. Sage and Benji, what are the two of you doing? So far, nothing of particular significance has happened in your surroundings, but that doesn't mean that you can't influence it or do something yourselves. So is there anything you'd like to do? Hmm. For myself in particular, I would assume... So we're in the same day that I've had the conversation with Glenn, right? Correct. Uh, I don't think there's really anything I can do from the position that I'm in apart from maintain the least amount of suspicion. So, like, mm. I'm not going to pry or, like, allude to the idea that I might know what's going on or anything like that. I'm basically going to keep my mouth shut. If anyone visits that isn't Glenn, I will remain cordial mm. with them. This isn't your fault. but Believe me, I know this isn't your fault. This isn't your doing. Uh, merely a formality, merely a technicality. It's uh, I'm absolutely fine. Don't you mind me? Mm -hmm. That is basically all I'm doing. I don't think I can really achieve any of my other goals 
Um, however, I do hope that in terms of my, my obligations, I have fulfilled them in an appropriate manner. Uh, Sage? I'm going to head to the library in an attempt to find Benji. All right, okay. Hmm. Actually, I will ask... This is a small town. Yes. And I am well known. Mm, yeah. Does bad gas travel fast? Do people know that I've been taken to the police station? Even the gossipy little circles around the cafe in the morning or anything like that? So to answer your question, as Sage is walking down the roads, passing by, she hears a distinctive chatter between two police officers about how unfair it is that the chief is keeping Mr. Crothers locked up in one of the jail cells how appalling it is and how he always had it against him and he like as a outsider to Collins well he just mm. doesn't understand my ears prick up at this <laughs> and I think well where would this be where I'm hearing it just like anywhere in the town uh no 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 so you if you're going towards the community actually where is a police station I always kind of thought it was in the town center I would imagine so perhaps on the lower half of the strip of road road um so you're hearing this while you're going down strip of road road towards the library okay I can't believe we named that strip of road road <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yep, no, I was considering um, if I should go in there armed, but (laughs) I think I have enough, like, presence of mind to not go to police station with, like, a weapon in my hand. So, yep, I am heading over to the police station Mm -hmm. with the intent of finding a way to talk to Benji. Yeah. Do you treat any of the policemen? Maybe like one or two, but I'd say that most of them probably avoid me and just go to like actual doctors. Yup. So you walk up to reception and there's a very gruff looking police officer. He's using a typewriter for something, but only using two of his fingers very slowly. He looks up at you briefly before looking back down at the work he was doing before growling. What do you want? Uh, I am here to see Benji. I had word that he is being held here. Nah, you you ain't heard nothing. No one like that here. Really? He stops typing and he looks up at you. Really? How big is the police station? Not huge. And honestly, there aren't many people in here as well, which is quite odd. But you've seen a lot of policemen walking around the town today. So it kind of makes sense that he's the only police officer here, apart from a couple of secretaries doing some secretarial things at the back. Would I be familiar with the layout of the police station? Like, would I know where people, where like the holding cell is? Yeah, because it's really not that large. There's a large office space kind of room that the building opens up to with several messy desks littered around the place. There's a hallway to the left that leads to the jail cells and a small room in the corner, which the chief uses as his office when he needs to. Okay, I'm going to say to the police officer, you know, I don't like liars and just walk off towards the holding cell. Just casually. Yeah, but with like conviction. Like if he kind of realizes what's going on, I'm just going to keep running. You literally walked. <laughs> he was looking at, he was looking at you and you just <laughs> So yes, he does notice. He he stands up and like quickly tries to overtake you, which he does without much trouble, and he says, "What are you doing?" This is a police station. You're. I need to see Benji. Why are you keeping his presence a secret? Everyone knows he's here. That's what the. No, they don't. That's what the chief said. No one knows he's here, and that's important. Apparently. I'm just gonna try and like walk past him. <laughs> he, he does stop you from trying to walk past. How does he stop me? Well, he's larger than you, so he just raises his arm and uses it to block you from moving forward, like he's playing a game of basketball or something. Look, I've got a message for Benji 
from Jeeves, from Jeeves himself. And I just need to talk to him. Just please give me five minutes. You said Jeeves. Yes, the respectable, reliable, honorable Jeeves. And under my breath, I mutter that that fart face. Listen, I, as much as I would love to let you go and talk to him or whatever. Wait, hang on, actually. Wait here. And then he walks to the hallway and disappears behind the door that separates the two spaces. Uh, uh, Mr. Crothers, sir, um, there's someone here to see you, but I've been asked to not let anyone in by the chief. Um, I'm just thinking, I just don't want to lose my job. And, mm. you know, like I'm, I'm in a bit of a predicament here, sir. Like, I, I do, I do want to, I think you shouldn't be here, but what his order is... You know, what I, you know what I mean? Maybe you can help me decide. Well, let me just first uh, say that any hard feelings between you and I, my friend, are water under the bridge. Did they say whether or not it was a matter of importance? They insist that it's an incredible matter of importance. Uh, you're your butler, um, Cinderin. Well, of course, then perhaps this is a matter of legal counsel and... I would hope that I'm well within my rights to receive a said legal counsel. If it beckons you to find it within your heart to let this person in, to deliver such a simple message, then I would very much appreciate that. I, I mean, I, I get you, sir. Like, as I said, I'm against you even being here. I think you're a great person, you know. We all love you, all that. I just, I have a family to feed, and I'm just thinking if the chief finds out... I'm out of the job and, you know, I'm just hoping you can help me with that predicament, sir, if, 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 you, if you know my drift. <laughs> well, is it not by the foundation of this great fine city a Carruthers' responsibility to take care of his own? And if you find yourself, uh, if you were to find yourself in some level of um, poverty for what other, whatever unjust reason, well, my family would be more than willing to help one of the proud citizens to get back on their feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, Off I, the record, of course. Uh, of course, of course. Um, and, you know, for, for, for the record, uh, off the record, for the record, uh, none of us like the chief. I mean, he's, he's, he's quite a... He's not one of us. Uh, I'm just saying, like, we just we just trust you more than the outsiders are. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let her in. Uh, just just make it quick if you if you don't mind. Uh, I just don't wanna. Uh, scouts on it. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. And he kind of heads out, and nods to you, Sage, and kind of just gestures towards the cells. Make it quick. I'll just nod my thanks and make my way towards Benji. I will, like, kind of take a moment to compose myself. <clears throat> ah, Kathleen, it's about time that you... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, hello, Sage. You weren't uh, quite what I was expecting. I think I was, like, stick around the entrance and just say, Myrtle's missing. Myrtle is missing. She... And... Is she in good health? I I don't know. She um she saw some things yesterday that she shouldn't have seen, and she she left quite suddenly in the middle of the night. And I I can't find her. I can't find her anywhere. I didn't know where else to go. Well, now Sage, it sounds like. Are you a fan of literature? Well, yes, I I read. Of course, of course. In any book, there is a, something known as the hero's call. It is the moment in which the protagonist, whatever shape or form they may take upon them, is called to a much higher duty. And 
by the sounds of it, that sounds exactly like what's just happened to you. Now, I do certainly sincerely hope that my sister is in good health. And he's kind of like gesturing, well, kind of like nodding. We're in a police station. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> like, you're good, but... You know, watch the tone. <laughs> um, so I, I, I sincerely hope that you do everything in your power to uh, you know, find her and ensure her safety. Yes, yes, of course, I will. What about Theo? Is he okay? I have no idea. I mean, I don't think he's seen anything or heard anything. Well, you do me a favor. I, and I hope that there is no confusion between us, but I mean nothing but the most respect for the boy. In fact, I see a lot of myself in... Theo, and I hope that despite our previous engagements, despite all this conflict, that perhaps one day he could return to the family, much like the offer that I've made to my sister, much like the offer I once made to you. There's still hope for us, for Myrtle, for Theo, and I hope that you know that we have the best intentions with them. Yes, yes, of course. Um, there's just one slight problem. Myrtle... And I kind of look behind me to see if anyone's standing there and move a little bit closer towards the bars. Myrtle might not accept our calling. There are many other steps in the hero's journey. Some that call for much or more difficult decisions to be made. And if my sister, my dear sister, has chosen her path, then I only hope that you would choose a much more enlightened path, if you understand my meaning. I will do what is necessary for Soth. There are many tests on this, uh, in this odyssey, and it's up to you to cross that threshold. And, uh, just between you and me, I believe firmly that Soth will be waiting for us when this is all over, when everything is clear. And I want you to be there personally with me when the next call to action comes. I appreciate everything you've done for us, Sage, and I don't think I let you know that enough. Yes, it's good to be, to feel valued and appreciated. What else is family for? Why don't you be a deer and run along now? I trust you to to take care of uh, our situation. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, Jeeves didn't actually have anything to pass on. He didn't have many nice things to say to me, so I'm sorry I can't help your uh, situation as it stands. Jeeves is a, a traditional kind of man. And not only that, but uh, I think, <laughs> I suppose, uh, the sins of the father. I think he upholds a lot of what my father taught him about loyalty and tradition. But I think you'll find that I'm a more um, open-minded Carruthers. I'm much more open and much more malleable. I understand. I'll walk away and hopefully swiftly leave the police station. Yeah. So I want to head back to the house and wait for Myrtle and sort out the whole James situation. So given the time of day that this is happening at, all three of you will actually be in similar places in the town, as in, in distance-wise. I think, Dottie, you and Sage would definitely encounter each other on Church Road as you're heading in opposite directions. Does that change anything you do, or...? Not really. I think I'd, I'd greet Dottie, find out if maybe Myrtle came by while I was out. I think I'd be more relieved, because I was a little worried about leaving him in the bath, so I would be like, oh, great, if you're heading back to the place, you can keep an eye on James. I'm just gonna check on things at the end. I hope Myrtle comes back soon. And Kath? Sure, surely by the afternoon, the, the rumors are, are circulating enough that I would hear about Benji? 
from people coming to the library? Um, the policeman who wanted to deliver the holy water arrives. He's incredibly sweaty. He looks like he's run a marathon. He's like Loki swearing under his breath about the chief and doing unfair things and holding a vendetta against uh, Mr. Crothers and like keeping him in there. And you kind of overhear him just kind of muttering as he walks through the library trying to find you. And eventually he does find you, but you've, you've heard him muttering and he sprays holy water around the area that was, according to him, desecrated. He complains to you that he would have been here sooner, but the chief sent him on an errand as well. And that's kind of why his tongue's a bit loose because he's just genuinely like ranting to you basically about him. Yeah, I, I will ask him about what he was meaning when he mentioned Mr. Carruthers. I think he would have explicitly mentioned that the chief is obsessed about Mr. Crothers and just is holding him. But the moment you ask him more details, he just shuts up and he says, I'm not supposed to say anything and stuff like that. Okay, like that that's pretty alarming to Kath. So she's going to make sure the restricted section is locked and she's got all her keys and stuff with her and she's just going to put up like the back in 10 minutes sign on the main desk and go head over to the police station. You'll be passing by the inn when you're leaving. Do you want to check in there to see if Dottie's in? Because at the moment, none of you actually know where your fellow cultists are, apart from Benji. Right. I think I will stop by and try to catch like a private word with Dottie and tell her that Benjamin is in jail and I'm heading over to try to get him out just to like let her know what's going on and like that I've kind of just left the library. So Dottie, um, seems like this is a recurring thing for you, but as you're nearing the inn, you notice the chief exiting the inn and he kind of nods at you and tends to head off. Oh, chief, wait. Um, Whatever do you mean, miss? No, it's just quite a coincidence. Are you following me? Well, if anything, it, I imagine it would be the other way around, considering I was here first. <laughs> That's true, but I can't think of any reason why I would follow you. But this is my my house, so... So... Just stopping by to check in? Just... Just following a few leads, that, that's all, miss. No need to worry about anything. Just keeping the town safe. Of course. Um, I, I mean, this is my family business. If there's anything that is affecting my family business, I, I would really like to know about it. Oh, he looks at you for a moment and he smiles and says, Well, since you offered, and might I add, your parents are wonderful people, delightful, very forthcoming about what I needed to know. What was your name again? Dottie. Dottie Stone. Have you heard or seen or experienced anything odd? Uh, anything out of our regular lives recently? Like what kind of odd things? I find that it's best to let the definition stay with the person answering the question. I'm sorry, has a crime been committed? Oh, good afternoon, officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kath, hi. Dotty, I was just looking for you. And how are we all doing on this fine afternoon? Wonderful, actually. I've had a great morning. Oh, lovely. Officer? Chief, I should say. Thank you, yes. The officer was just saying that some crime had been committed? Oh my goodness. The chief was saying that I was just following a few leads. 
as as I should be, you know, going back to my roots, helping out the boys in blue. Well, of course. Of course. Um, leads on what? I am unfortunately not at liberty to answer that question. Well, I hope this doesn't have anything to do with poor Mr. Carruthers. Uh, no, I know, I'm sure you're not at liberty to confirm, but I did hear the rumour mill going that our benevolent benefactor is uh, is being held in jail at this very moment. That's what I heard at the very least. He smiles at the two of you and says, I can assure you ladies that no such thing is happening. Oh, that's quite a relief then. Then I'm sure I'll find Mr Carruthers at his estate. Well, I do not make it my business to know where he is at all times. But you would find him where he is, I suppose. Jolly good. So what were you following up a lead on again? Not at liberty to say, miss. Not at liberty to say. That's fine, but I can't tell you if anything odd has happened if I don't know what kind of odd thing I should be looking out for. Well, if nothing comes to your mind, then perhaps nothing odd happened. And that that's okay. That's for the better, you know. The less odd things happen, the more peace in our town. Yes, that's a, a good point. A man such as yourself wouldn't want anything odd to happen at any time. He kind of narrows his eyes to you. No, no, we would not want anything odd happening. Well, Chief, I do have some business to discuss with Mr. Carruthers. Are you heading back to the police station? No. Then I suppose we're not going in the same direction. Well... We are, but we are. perhaps not to the police station. Are you heading to the estate, then? I'm heading in the direction of the police station. That's all I can say, miss. Very good. I shall walk with you. And I just kind of turn around and walk off. He, he sighs for a moment and then calls off to you and says, Miss, I've changed my mind. Oh? Yes. I find that the presence of a civilian such as yourself tends to disallow me from focusing on what's important. How very peculiar. But I suppose I don't want to distract you from your noble work. No, it is more that your presence will not allow me to function and ask the questions that I need to ask. How peculiar. I thought we were merely going for a walk. I am doing my duty, miss. I see. Excellent. Well, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. He nods kindly and nods to you as well, Dotty. And... Yes. Oh, and, uh, Chief. Yes, Miss Stone? Next time, don't speak to my parents without a lawyer. I know how you people are. He kind of chuckles for a moment, and he says, perhaps that should be told to your parents. Oh, it will. But don't even try it. Good day to you, Miss Stone. And as he heads off, he kind of turns back to the both of you and says, by the way, if something odd does happen, do keep in mind that consequences will follow. Good day, ladies. And he keeps walking. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I am off to see our friend Benjamin. Yes. Um, ooh, have fun with that jailbreak. Yes, I'm going to go and check in on my parents and see what's going on here. Very good. I will update you later. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go inside the inn. Okay, so I think this would be a good summary scene. Dottie, would I be correct to assume that you'll be asking your parents about the chief's visit? It depends on if there's anything worth role-playing, if there's something worth hearing about with from my parents about what's going on. Cool. So they tell you that he was just asking questions about the guests that had checked in over the past week or so, the number of guests, their details, and, and that kind of information. But nothing particularly pointed. 
And if you press your parents on... Yeah. When you press them on why, they tell you that when they asked the chief about it as well, he told them that it was just to do with making sure everyone is safe and that he knows everybody here to make sure to do that. I assume they chastise me or whatever for not coming home. They are not happy. Oh, yeah. So much so that they insist that you better not do this again. They tell you that you had better come back home on time after today and that there's going to be a curfew for you now as punishment and that if you disappear again, they will most certainly, definitely, without a doubt, call the police on you. Not really a threat, but more of like a doting, worried parent kind of statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, and I'm very apologetic and I'm going to get to work on helping clearing up the um, because what now it would be be like what one o'clock oh yeah one two definitely in the afternoon for sure so um, I'd say I'm probably having to like in the middle of like the lunch rush so we're kind of like having this chat while doing stuff and I'm just gonna get to work helping them out and promise that I'll I'll do the majority of the clear up afterward to make up for my um, not being able to help out in making the food in the morning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna be busy with that for a little while that is fair we'll jump to Sage before going back to you Kath and Benji I want to collect Theo before I go to my house you head to Theo's house And you're told that he is not here at the moment, that Myrtle picked him up already. I ask, I guess, the parents if they know where they went. Whatever do you mean, Sage? Uh, Surely you know where Myrtle is. Are you you saying that... What are you saying? Um, I mean, I've just been out for most of the day, you know, running various errands. I um, don't keep tabs on my wife 24-7. Okay, because for a moment there, I thought you just looked... Uh, never mind, we were just really worried. Uh, no, Theo's with Myrtle, as as usual. But where did they go? Uh, I, I'm sorry, but we don't know. We don't really ask. You've known us for how... I'm very confused. How... What... This, why... Sage, you've never asked us this before. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, Okay. Anyway, bye. And I just (laughs) start heading towards the house. They look very confused as you leave. When you get to your house, the first thing that you notice is that the door is ajar. Oh, dear. I'm going to go around back and get a shovel and enter through like the... I'm assuming my house would have a back entrance, so I'll go through the back door. Mm-hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, you enter through the back door. What are you going to do? I, I won't call out anything. I'll just kind of try and like scan the house to see if anyone's there in the first instance. Everything's still and silent. And then I'll call out Myrtle, Theo. Silence. Uh, check the bathtub. You walk into the bathroom, you know, following the trail of blood that still hasn't really been wiped all that much. And you come to the bathtub and you are before it, the empty bathtub. Oh, for the love of Soth, where did this, where did the sacrifice go? Um, okay, now I check the bedroom. Is there anything in there? You check the whole room, the whole house and it's empty. God damn it. If I go back to the front door and things, is there any like trail of blood or something? There is, yeah. You investigate and look around and you find some footprints surrounded by drops of blood heading towards the town. Was the rope in the bathtub? No, the rope is not in the bathtub. Hmm, okay. Well, I guess shovel in hand. 
Um, I am gonna go back into town. Brilliant. We'll move on to Kath. I go to the police station. <laughs> yeah, you you come to the police station. It's pretty much empty except for one person who's writing something in front of you. Uh, he does not seem to notice you. Can I can I see like the holding cell from where I am? You can't see the holding cell, but you can see the hallway that contains the holding cells. Okay, I'm just gonna walk right down. What shoes are you wearing? Ooh, I would be wearing some sensible shoes. So th- they would have a you know like a slight heel, but nothing nothing too big. Okay. And how are you? How are you going there? Like, are you like? Um, so I came in and the person didn't pay me any attention. So I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I guess I'll just find it on my own. That's probably the easiest way. So I just walk pretty casually down the hallways if I belong there. Yeah, as you walk by, you do make sound as your heels clatter against the uh, concrete ground, and so the man does look up and says, "What are you doing? Stop!" Oh, my apologies. I. Why do people in this town think that they can just walk in to a police station without checking first? Well, this is a public building. There was no sign to tell me that I couldn't walk down this hallway. I do apologize. God's sake, what do you want? I am here for Mr. Carruthers. Well, he is not here for you, so I advise you strongly to leave. I believe he is waiting for me? Nope, he was waiting for a person who came and gave him the news and everything is fine now. I'm sorry, which person and which news? I do not know the news, nor do I know the person, but we've already established the communications and things. I don't know of what you speak, but... I am the assistant of Mr. Carruthers' legal counsel, and I am here to speak with our client. But you're the librarian. Yes, and as such, I have much knowledge of both administration and access to law books. Uh, um, okay, and you need to see him. Yes, I'm afraid his lawyer is coming over from the mainland and will be somewhat delayed. So he phoned me and asked me to go and check on his client and begin the counsel. Um, okay, I, 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 I think that's, that, that is... Okay. The chief said only to allow lawyers and so I guess, are you a lawyer? Well, as I've told you, I am his lawyer's assistant. And as he cannot be here presently, he has sent me in his stead. Well, these days, okay. He's, he's just down there, third right. Thank you very much. Keep it quick. Okay, now go down the hall and approach Benji's cell. Benjamin? Mm, I do apologize. Ain't you a a sight for sore eyes? How is life on the outside? It is, um, well, it has been an eventful day. I will say that. um, How exactly do you find yourself in this predicament? Mm, Far be it for me to say, but I believe that the hounds are at the gates. Perhaps uh, a few loose lips have uh, led me to be in this most peculiar position. I'm just going to, like, double-check to make sure, absolutely sure, that no one's listening. Yeah, it's just the one person, and he does not seem to be anywhere near you. Uh, as long as you don't shout, no one will hear you. <laughs> Although I do believe that I have things, at least for the most part, under control here. Are things coming together for our next um, commitment? Yes, well, uh, well, fortunately, there is not much to prepare, although we will of course need you there when the time comes. We do have some problems. Mm -hmm. You will recall we left some items in the back 
back. You'll have to remind me. After the other day, uh, we we left Mm. some of our important items in the back. Are they not accounted for? No, they are, but uh, they have multiplied. Oh, (laughs) and and, uh, I want to, like, make direct eye contact with her right now. And as if telepathically kind of nodding, did you? How does she react? I kind of give a nod like, yeah, I kind of had to, like, it's not my fault exactly. If a nod could speak. Yeah. <laughs> I will uh, <clears throat> clear my throat and, of course, um, say, well, if uh, matters uh, complicated themselves, then I'm sure that you did you handled things to the best of your abilities. And I trust you that uh, there were no loose ends in that regard. I don't believe so. But I do believe we should uh, well, we should hurry along with our plans as soon as possible. Now, yes. on that point, what do they have on you? Well, to tell you the absolute truth there, Kathleen, I have absolutely no clue. Now, I can't help but feel like this might have to do with some uh, disappearances, which I have assured the authorities that I have no idea to what they're speaking of. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. That Glenn Richards boy, um, I feel like this is more of a personal vendetta Mm. uh, for him. So I believe we can use that to our advantage. Excellent. Now, as long as I play the uh, perfect, uh, (laughs) now pardon my language, but the perfect angel here, (laughs) <laughs> I'm fairly certain that we can use this to our advantage. Good. Now, I've so called Ephraim. They have no evidence. Not to the best of my knowledge, uh, or not that they're willing to share, except this uh, sense of superiority, unearned a superiority over us. But uh, well, I feel like they will soon uh, learn the folly of their ways. They will indeed. I have also contacted my good friend Ephraim Brown, who I believe is also on his way to (laughs) upheave this police station. And I'm sure you will see me by the end of the day. Excellent. I'm sure we will. And if they have pressed no official charges and you have omitted nothing, then I don't believe they can hold you much longer. Mm. No cage could hold back the devout. Nothing is going to stop us from seeing everything through. That I can promise you. I'm glad to hear your determination. Who, there is who one. Who did you say? So I do continue. I apologize. Uh, oh. It's been some time since I've spoken to a, a free-thinking individual like yourself. <laughs> Nothing but sheep in this building, I'm afraid. Indeed. Who did they say was missing? I have no clue. And nor will I allude to the idea of knowing or understanding. Good. I do fear that perhaps murder will be a loose end. Myrtle? Not a few hours ago, uh, our dear friend Sage uh, approached me under the guise of uh, offering counsel from Jeeves. However, she did mention that Myrtle had uh, borne witness to some kind of event that... Uh, would make her uh, a problem. Uh, So that, to me, feels like the only... uh, Well, actually, no. There was another name. Another name. uh, 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 Betsy. Betty. Betty? Another name. Somebody who has been snooping around our business. Betty Mavis. Yes. She might also be a loose end that we will need to uh, take care of. Well... Praise be to Soth. I have already taken care of that loose end. <laughs> and again, <laughs> again, that same look there. Did you? Is that? Did you? And this time I'm more like, yeah, I did. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, Snarth works in mysterious ways. Indeed. Now, on the off chance that uh, murder becomes more of a problem than we hope. Yes. I'm kind of going to lean against the um, bars and kind of lean close. Is there anything in the tome that might be able to help us? deal with any uh, unwanted attention. As the holder, I do have the power to summon a supernatural entity that can do my bidding. Now, I only wanted to make use of this under the most desperate circumstances for fear that it will draw attention to us. But should worst come to worst, that is a power that I have available. Well, it sounds like the good police chief and the people of this town of Collinsville are on the search for a killer, mm. perhaps. Maybe when the time is right, we can give them just that. Excellent. Very good. Step away from the bars. And Now, I did mention with regards to the third ritual that it must be at least 30 hours after the second ritual at precisely sunset. I do recall this, yes? Yes. Given the long days at present, we could actually do it tonight. I am wondering if hurrying things along might not be best at this time. Well, I do believe that my dear sister is being pursued by Sage. I see. And if perhaps we can help Sage in her search, Mm. uh, we can create for ourselves an opportunity to... uh, follow through. Now, does Dottie need to be present for this ceremony as well? Uh, no, she does not need to be. The only condition is, of course, the sacrifice and that it must be in the temple. I understand. Well, everything we do from this moment forward must be to aid us in setting the pieces right. Indeed. For this evening's events. Excellent. I will do my best to find Sage and bring her to the temple. Very good. I only hope that Ephraim will uh, be able to um, liberate me from my chains. Indeed. It's at this point that you both hear a very high-pitched voice coming out from the police station saying, Where is he? Where, where is he? You both immediately recognize it to be the almost childish-like voice of Ephraim Brown. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> You all hear some hustle and bustle and some very heavy footsteps coming towards the two of you. Ephraim Brown is by all means your typical Kiwi manly man kind of person. He's got a big bushy beard, well-built, but not the I go to the gym every day well-built, but more of the I am a large man that can take care of myself and won't fall down because of some wind kind of way. Um, but he's, he's got sharp eyes and he definitely seems to know his place. And boy, is he confident about it. He walks as if he owns the place, which technically he does. So even though he's heading towards you, the police officer who you talked to before is really not doing a great job at stopping him. Kath, you can actually see the confusion and panic on his face. He wants to stop the mayor as he was ordered to do, but he's very aware that this is the mayor and he could lose his job. Ephraim walks past the open door and takes one look at you, Benji, and says, Well, I'll be. What is going on here? Why are you in? He turns to the policeman, who immediately stands up straight, and Ephraim starts screaming at him. Why is he in jail? What possible reason could he be in jail for? To which the police officer can barely open his mouth to say the words, the chief. Yeah, and I'll interrupt uh, while, like, as soon as he starts kind of razzing on this other guy, I'll interrupt. Well, now, Ephraim, my dear friend, it is such a good feeling to get to see a friendly face around here. Uh, Thank you so much for coming. Now, 
I can't even begin to tell you exactly why I'm here myself. I don't believe that I've been told. Benji, my friend, firstly, let me apologize, first of all. I did not mean to take this long, but your butler called me about your sister's uh, disappearance, and I had some. I, I just wanted to make sure that that has been taken care of as well. And my now sister's I hear, disappearance. Well, yes. Is, is Myrtle okay? I, 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 do, I do not know. I've told a few of the officers to search for her, but uh, the chief is. Are not... you meaning to tell me that I have been in here? And, and just the focus of this witch hunt. And my dear sister has gone missing and no one's looking for her. You can see why I am this flustered in this situation. There should be no reason why you're behind bars. You are the heart of the town. Are you kidding me? You are holding me here for reasons why you haven't even begun to to tell me, and you're telling me that my sister is out there somewhere, alone and cold and missing? Uh, no, no, sir, sir. I, we, 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 didn't, we didn't know about it. I mean, we, I did, I did. But you, but, but the chief told us that he'd, he'd take care of it, uh, I, 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 that she was safe and, and it, it's okay. And I, I had nothing to do with this, please. Ephraim, you have to listen to me. Myrtle is, has been different since ever since she left the family. Please, you have to do everything that you can to make sure that she is safe. Do not worry about me. As long as she is okay, I, 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 I'm beside myself, my friend. I am absolutely disgusted by the way that I've been treated. And I will, I will have names and heads will roll if, if anything happens to her. Bless your soul, Benji, but... No, I, I can't leave you like this. When we were in school, did we not vow to have each other's backs for the rest of time? This is having your back. Release him now! At which point, the Inspector Jacob kind of, like, runs off to get the keys. Like, uh, he's, he's just so flustered and just kind of all over the place. And he turns back to you and says, I am truly sorry about what's going on. I, I do not know what's going on, to be completely fair. I haven't been able to contact the chief for the longest time today, and no one seems... Do you... Uh, might I uh, butt in there? I saw the chief not 15 minutes ago outside the inn. What, what is he doing at the inn? Is he drinking? Is the chief of police drinking at this time? I could not tell you. I ran into him outside the inn, but he did seem a little off. And well, I told him I was going to the police station and asked if he would walk with me. And he very rudely dismissed me and walked off in the other direction. Uh, Ephraim turns to you, Benji, and says, This is what I was worried about, Benji. This is why I told you we should have stopped him from being elected. But you insisted to remain a neutral party and see what we've gotten into now. I apologize, Ephraim. It seems as though uh, we are both learning the, uh, the hard way of our own folly, sir. Just this morning, uh, I, I, when I asked as to why I'd been imprisoned, Glenn, he refused to answer my questions, not only for letting me know, but he was acting incredibly peculiar. Ephraim, he called me filth. He also berated and degraded his own police force. Christ. I have no idea what's going on with him, but you really need to, we really need to do something. If there is anything I can do to help in the search of my own sister, then I will gladly give you all my resources. He's had something out for you since Rosemary's disappearance, and I, I, I do not know why or what, for whatever reason, but... Uh. 
He turns to the cop who's still standing there stock still and he grabs onto the keys from the police officer and starts reading the labels on them frantically, trying to find the right key to open your cell, which he does quite quickly. There are only a few cells in this place. Mm, I agree wholeheartedly, my friend. Before something bad happens, we should go find them. Um, and as I walk out, I am going to kind of like stop and just turn back to that police officer. I am, above all else, a man of my word. And if anything happens to you, if anything should happen to you, presumably I have some sort of business card. Yeah. Uh, you call me. This is my personal home phone number. So you call me personally and I will make sure that you are taken care of, friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. This is Collinsville. I'm, I'm so sorry. This is Collinsville. Don't worry. We take care of our own. The cop frantically nods, almost reduced to tears. I'm going to like go from kind of caring and, you know, like concerned. The facade is on. Yep. The moment I turn around and like make sure that I've only got cats. Like as soon as we like eye contact, I mm. stone faced yeah. and like we've got a job to do. Mm -hmm. I'll leave with them. While they're looking, hey, Ephraim turns to Kathleen and says, and you, you, are you sure that you've seen the chief there? Because if you are lying, I swear to God, young lady, you will not, you will see the consequences. Oh, no, I swear on my life. In fact, uh, that young worker was there too, uh, Dottie, I believe. She can corroborate. Very well. Uh, Benji? Mm -hmm. I will be with you as soon as I can. Uh, I just need to collect my things. Um, is there any chance that my things were kind of placed near, I guess, anywhere that the police chief has been or anything, anywhere where he might have like some of his things might also be around? Not exactly, but yes. So originally the chief of police had his own office that he worked in, but this particular chief decided to use his office only for official private business mm. and instead moved his desk to the outside so he had a better view of his colleagues, much to their dismay. And fortunately for you, as you head towards where your belongings are located, you immediately notice the chief's gleaming plaque on mm. the table somewhat, somewhat close to where your belongings are. It's a very impeccably organized table, unlike the other tables in the room. And even better, for whatever reason, the only people in the police station at the moment are you, Kath, the police officer, and the mayor. But almost immediately then, you hear shouts and sounds coming from the outside. All of you hear this. The sounds get louder and in walk two men, one of them profusely bleeding and barely conscious, being held onto and led towards you by the other man, another cop. The cop's clothes are dirty and bloody thanks to the mud and the viscera on the clothes of the bleeding man. They kind of stumble inside and the bleeding man starts shouting things like, The Elder House! They, they, were, they were trying to kill me! We need... He's barely conscious and the other policeman who you were talking to before runs towards them and all attention is basically focused on this man and trying to get him somewhere inside. If you wanted to do something, Benji. Uh, yeah, um, I want to first and foremost, is his gun there? <laughs> Uh -huh. Oh, no, I'm so sorry, but his gun is definitely not there. Okay. Is there anything on his desk, letter opener or something, or like even like a piece of clothing or something? Like something there that I could sneak into my pocket carefully without anybody seeing? You see a letter opener, a few knickknacks and memorabilia, a snow globe with two small figures holding hands with a heart above their heads, a few letters addressed to him, and a bowler hat. Okay. 
definitely pocket the letter opener as quickly as I can. Yeah. Uh, using like perhaps the bottom of my button-up shirt or like whatever I'm wearing, kind of pocket it without touching it myself. And then kind of as everyone else is rushing to help this person, I will also rush in to like grab him and yo get this boy on a on a table or something like that. Because is he like really messed up? You can't really tell for sure from where you are. He looks several shades yeah. paler than he should be, and he seems to still be bleeding. You kind of get the vibe that he looks worse than he actually is, but that could just be because yeah. of the state of his clothes, the mud all over him. The impression that you get when you head there again, though, is that the policemen seem to be intent to close up the department and take him to the hospital urgently. Okay. Do I have the time or the agency that he needs help now and we should lay him down somewhere? Can I say, Ephraim, you need to get to the hospital so we'll get somebody on the phone. Like, we need to bandage him up or something like that. Yeah, you, you can say that. We can we can run it through. Cat's there as well, so we can play it through to see how it goes. I'd be pretty keen to, like, try and, you know, it's Benji. I'm a man of the people. If someone needs help, I'm here to help. I would say something along the lines of, oh my god, is uh, sit him down, everybody. Make some, make some room, make some room. And I'm going to, like, immediately kind of push stuff off one of the tables. Uh, nearby and I'll say set him down set him down oh, okay one of the police officers like tries to pull him off but like as as they do uh, the other the person who came with him uh, looks at you and says so I think I think we need to take him to the hospital right now like s- s- are something. you kidding me man there is there is very little time here look look at him can't you see he's one step out a, a foot away from death oh, but, 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 but and at this point Ephraim speaks and says listen man Benji's right we need to take care of him right now whoever he is at which point they kind of grudgingly listen and put him on the table that you just cleared up. What's Kath doing? Yeah, I think Kath is just kind of standing there pretending to be like shocked and like, oh my goodness, oh, waiting either for Benji to give some signal or to potentially hear more about what this guy was saying about the Elderwood house because that pricked up my ears. Mm. So they get him on top of the table and then they just kind of look at you, Benji. Yeah, um, so I'm uh, consoling him. I'm telling him to be calm. Is he cognizant? Is he speaking? Can we understand what he's saying? He's muttering things like the Elderwood place, murders, conspiracy, that sort of thing. At one point, he actually mutters the words, the library, which I imagine Kath immediately perks up to. Mm -hmm. But no one else seems to notice this. I'm looking him up and down and I'm seeing just the the degree of damage that is here. Is it perceivable that he would need like for me to perhaps tear uh, some of his clothes to like help close some of these wounds or to kind of like make a big hullabaloo about uh, him being here and him needing attention at the mention of the house? I'm going to turn to Ephraim, turn to these cops and say that that's, that's Myrtle's house. We've got, we've got to go help. And as I kind of like check him over, uh, I'm going to ask Kathleen to take care of him. Um, and that is actually going to be in order as well. Oh, um, okay. But it is going to be like a, they're going to hear, take care of him. Yeah. You're going to hear, take care of him. Of course. And I'm going to demand that the police take me to Myrtle's house. The cops look at you and then look back at each other before finally looking at Ephraim pleadingly, at which point Ephraim sighs and says, um, Benji, like, they can't, they can't leave that the person here, but let, I'll take you. I've got the car outside and everything like that. Let's just, let's just go straight I'm off. I'm going to turn to them and say, look at what your police chief's incompetence has done. Now you had me in that cell all morning. 
You had me in that cell. You not once interrogated me, not once asked me questions. And now look at what this, what he has done, what in, in doing so, what you have done. There is a woman out there alone and afraid for her life. You have a responsibility as an upstanding citizen to look out for this woman or her blood. And I'm going to point to him clearly like this man is suffering. Her blood, as well as this man, is on you. To which Efren looks at them and says, You hear that, boys? Make sure nothing happens to them, him, okay? We need to question him. Maybe this has something to do with Myrtle's disappearance. This is about most importance. You better not screw this up. Um, and he turns to you and says, Benji, we need to go, okay? Like, this is this this is about your sister, and let's go check. Go, cool. and then I'll leave with Ifram. Dottie, do you have any particular plans that you want to do? What curfew did my parents set me? I believe it was sunset. If it helps, curfews have never really stopped you from doing things that you want to do. It really is up to you. I may screw something up for you if you choose to leave, but who knows, I could screw something up for you if you choose to stay instead. It's really about what you want to risk. Yeah, I think um, it makes more sense for Dottie. She would just be taking it easy. Kat said that she didn't have to take care of the bodies for a few days, um, and it would be too difficult for her to really sort out all of that all by herself. She'd want help anyway. So given everything that's gone on, she's just going to help out with the inn for the night and isn't planning on doing anything more for the rest of the day. Okay. In that case, I have a scene for perhaps Sage slash Benji. But before that, Kath, what do you want to do? Well, I have been given orders to take care of James. So um, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do that. But yeah. basically, I will probably say that I'm going to take him to the hospital or something and lead him away. Okay, let's play that out because I don't think it's going to be as easy as you think. What happens is that once Ephraim and Benji leave, one of the police officers heads towards the radio to try to get in contact with the chief, you assume. But you don't really hear much of what he's saying or whether he's even successful. Yeah. I, I just start like getting him up and being like, don't worry, come with me. I'll I'll make sure you're all right. And I'll just kind of almost like talking behind me as I'm taking him off saying like, I'll take him to the hospital. Don't worry. The other police officer immediately stops you. What are you doing? Mr. Carruthers just said that he can't be moved. No, Mr. Carruthers asked me to take care of him. And yes, what he needs here. right now is to go to the hospital. Make sure he's okay. We, we, we'll radio the hospital or something and some, somebody will come in. We just we need to make sure that he's alive, okay? This is a very important witness. This could be related to what's happening with Mr. Carruthers' sister. Do you know how important that is for us? Very well. If he dies here, it's on your head, I... not mine. Don't believe it doesn't. Uh, do you know any first aid? Uh, Mr. Crothers seemed to trust you. Uh, uh, I suppose I know a little. Yes. What do we do about his burns? I, I feel like uh, and his head. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, yes. Right. Uh, can you fetch a large pail of cold water for me? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, just give me a few minutes. And he runs off uh, out of the police station to the back. Okay. Am I left alone with him? Well, alone is a strong word. Okay. Um, <laughs> Like, you, no one's looking at you, certainly, mm. but mm. there is a police officer, like, maybe a few meters away, mm. uh, just trying to radio the person. Like, so he's, he's focused on that, but mm. he is, you're not alone in the room with just him, yeah. kind of like. And sorry, can I just go over what his wounds were again? So he's got burns on his face and he's concussed? Well, he's bleeding from his head quite a bit. 
A part of his face and the left side of his neck and shoulders are burnt and blistered. You see bloody patches in his chest and abdominal area, but the wounds don't seem to be very deep. They are, however, very messy and jagged. Okay, I'll examine the wound on his on his head. It's not a huge or deep cut. It's broken the skin and looks like the skull has caved in slightly. Mm. It's definitely not a nice sight. I do not think that Dottie was particularly calm and collected when bashing in his skull. Yeah. And do I see anything around me? Like, are there other, like, letter openers or sharp objects around? (laughs) Yeah, lots of things. Perhaps the closest option to you is the letter opener. Okay, I'm going to take one and just hide it up my sleeve. Mm -hmm. Then what I want to do is I want to lean close to the man and I want to essentially slide it into his wounds to kind of to deepen them and uh, and make him bleed out quicker it's just like so I've, I've got the letter opener sort of hit partially hidden in my sleeve so i'm holding it sort of in my hand just with the tip like just coming mm. out kind of thing and i'm just sort of like holding him and, and crouching over him a little bit as if i'm trying to tend to him and i think what i'll do is be sort of like cooing over him like shh going to be all right we'll get you help everything will be all right and i'll just cover his mouth and then just sort of slip the knife in and pull it out again and quickly hide it up my sleeve so this could go two ways so i'm gonna ask you this without a do you stab him in a location where he's already been cut or do you stab him in a different location a location where he's already been cut so i'm specifically reopening one of those wounds You slide the letter opener into his wounds, and it certainly slides in very easily, increasing the depth and the size of the cut. So question whether you succeed on this or not in keeping him silent. Are you using both your hands or one? I think after stabbing him, I'm going to go back to sort of like holding him and like almost like stroking his head and like cooing him, still with one hand over his mouth. Okay, so again, just to clarify, are you trying to ease him into his death or are you more holding his mouth shut firmly? Is this more of a, I am keeping you from screaming moment or is it more of a, no, no, it's okay moment? It's kind of both. Like what I want him to receive is now, now it's okay. Like you can just slip, just slip off, just quietly, just slip off. It's going to be fine. But you know, at the same time, I am keeping my hand over his mouth for a reason. Okay. Okay, cool. It is firm. So he opens his eyes and his eyes are wild and he struggles a bit and he pulls your hand off of his mouth very easily and he just screams to be honest mm-hmm. uh, because of the pain mm-hmm. and immediately the other police officer runs up and like questions you what happened oh, oh, I, I, I don't know i i just i was trying to calm him and he started screaming i don't i don't know what's happening oh, okay okay uh sir sir the cop just stares at the man not sure what to do he's just holding him firmly and trying to calm him down but it soon becomes apparent to you that he has no idea what he's doing the bleeding man who's been struggling and trying to do something stops suddenly he grabs onto the police officer's shirt and pulls him close whispering something into his ears before slowly letting go as he fades into nothingness. How much does the police chief know? Where is Myrtle? And how much longer can our cultists avoid detection as the pile of bodies continues to grow? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel.
If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons. Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.